0: Welcome into a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Thanks for joining us here today. Well, as we take a look at news headlines in the world of agriculture, last week rumors circulated through much of the week. It was finally confirmed the Environmental Protection Agency approved a petition by eight Midwest governors to approve the sale of E15 gasoline year round. However, EPA delaying the implementation until 2025, as was previously rumored. Now, as nearly two years ago, the governors of Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, Ohio, South Dakota, and Wisconsin used their authority under the Clean Air Act, to petition the EPA for the removal of the 1 PSI volatility waiver for E10. That would pave the way for use of E15 year-round in those states. Now, EPA, by law, had 90 days to approve the petition when it was formally submitted. Now, many groups coming out with their reaction to the news, including the Renewable Fuels Association. Jeff Cooper, president and CEO of the Renewable Fuels Association, says it's a double-edged sword, saying, quote, The EPA finally allows retailers in these eight states to sell E-15 year-round, but it also delays the rule's implementation until 2025. It's helpful to have certainty about 2025, but what happens this summer? The administration missed its statutory deadline to finalize the governor's petition by more than 500 days, and now it claims there isn't enough time to implement the rule in time for summer 2024, end quote. Now, that delay creates considerable uncertainty and confusion about the availability of lower-cost, lower-carbon E15 this coming summer. And Cooper doesn't understand why ethanol producers, fuel retailers, consumers, and farmers should be penalized for EPA's foot-dragging, adding, quote, we want uninterrupted access this year, end quote. Now, Growth Energy CEO Emily Score said that, quote, we commend EPA for finalizing its rule and we thank the eight Midwestern governors who have now successfully secured a future for year-round E15 in their states. While this is great news, drivers will need a solution for this summer to minimize disruptions and make sure they have the same access to E15 that they've had for the past five summers, end quote. America Coalition for Ethanol also reacting to the decision by the EPA last week as their CEO Brian Jennings says quote as the saying goes better late than never but EPA had a legal responsibility to approve E15 year round in these states more than a year and a half ago so postponing the effective date to April 28th of 2025 is disappointing while we are grateful this issue will be settled in Midwest states with more than half the current E15 retail sites our urgent priority is to find a solution For continued nationwide access to E15 this summer, the administration rightfully exercised its authority to grant emergency waivers in 2022 and 2023, and we will be pushing for a solution covering the summer of 2024 as well, end quote. So again, EPA approving the petition of eight Midwest governors finally to have E15 gasoline sales year-round, but delaying the implementation until 2025. Well, speaking of the ethanol industry, they got a morale boost this past week at its annual National Ethanol Conference in San Diego. In ethanol's short history, we have already changed the world, and we've got a lot more work to do. But Renewable Fuels Association Chair Eric Hushet wasn't alone in hailing the corn fuels achievements since the 80s and those yet to come. This new industry, this 36 billion gallon industry called sustainable aviation fuel, this is a tremendous opportunity for America to define the economy of the 21st century as we did essentially define the economy of the 20th century. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack said it's a chance for America to lead the way to a better and brighter future, one with a clean transportation sector and one that keeps hundreds of thousands of smaller farms farming. I'm asking this country the question oh, oh, and, and policymakers, are we OK? with continuing to lose farms? Are we okay with continuing to lose farmland? Or can we do better? And I think we can. And your industry in 1981 said we can do better, and I think this industry is saying today we can do better. Vilsack argues that starts with creating new revenue streams for feedstocks and climate-smart practices, like those that may help ethanol qualify for must-have tax breaks now being written. Tax breaks Vilsack says USDA is fighting for and feels will happen. Well, Brazil's 2023 soybean exports reached a record 3.74 billion bushels, 29% higher than the previous year as Brazilian production hit record levels. Meantime, U.S. shipments dropped 14% to 1.78 billion bushels in the same period. The two countries are major competitors and together ship over 80% of global soybean exports. Historically, the U.S. was the world's largest soybean exporter. Brazil surpassed the U.S. in soybean shipments for the first time in 2013. The University of Illinois FarmDoc website says over the last 20 years, Brazil's soybean exports jumped 431% with the jump occurring mainly in the most recent decade. Brazil exports up to 60% of its domestic soybean production. During the past two decades, America's soybean exports have increased 94%. U.S. soybean exports have plateaued since 2016, with an average annual volume of 1.993 billion bushels. The U.S. exports 49% of its soybeans. Iowa Republican Senator Chuck Grassley says millions of taxpayer dollars funneled through the Environmental Protection Agency's grant programs weren't used correctly. While the funds were used to cover recipient organizations, overhead costs, and operating expenses, they didn't produce tangible results demonstrating the efficacy of the Environmental Justice Program. Records and receipt tracking expenditures released this past week show up a vast portion of the $4.3 million allocated to the Environmental Justice Program spent by grant recipients on internal and superfluous purposes, including funding employees' salaries, covering benefits, and even paying for vacation expenses. Grassley says, quote, climate change poses real challenges, but the EPA's efforts to address climate issues through its 2021 environmental justice program don't pass the smell test. Having seen all this laid here, It's difficult to imagine how any taxpayer would want their hard-earned money invested in this program instead of putting those funds back in their own pockets, end quote. And finally, here on American Ag Today, eating continues to cost Americans more money. That's even as overall inflation has backed off from the high pace of 2022 and 2023. Restaurant prices were up 5.1% last month compared to January of 23. U.S. Labor Department data shows that grocery store costs increased 1.2%. During the same period, now relief isn't on the immediate horizon as restaurant and food company executives continue wrestling with higher labor costs and more expensive ingredients like cocoa. Steve Helene of snack giant Kelanova says, quote, if you look historically at the periods following inflation, there's nothing that says food prices will go back down. They tend to be sticky, end quote. In 1991, government data shows consumers had spent over 11% of their disposable personal income on food. At the time, households were still dealing with steep food prices increasing following an inflationary period during the 1970s. 30 years later, food spending is there again. And with that, we are out of time here on this episode of American Ag Today. Thanks so much for joining us. American Ag Today produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you and yours a great rest of your day.